0: I'm so glad you're here with us today because we have an incredible guest, Suzanne Riley. Suzanne is a business coach and marketing strategist for B Corporations, heart-centered solopreneurs, mission-driven brands, and similar. She's super passionate about getting to know each business owner's brilliant vision for what they want to create in the world. She's also really passionate about skillful listening to what their ideal clients want most and then stitching those things together into marketing funnels and offers which are a win-win for both. In this way, her work creates highly respectful and sustainable business growth well into the future. And thank you so much for being here today, Suzanne. It is such a pleasure to have you. And I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we'll go a little bit deeper. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm a business coach and marketing strategist today, but I
1: actually got into it a little bit accidentally. I was never interested in anything having to do with business or marketing or anything related whatsoever. And then I was in a job right out of college in another industry where I had to get my own clients. There was no way around it. And so I had this really steep learning curve of how to connect with people, how to sell, how to market, how to do it in a way that didn't make me just horrendously anxious. And so just through the process, I actually found a way to be successful in that. I actually booked a full schedule in less than two months time. It co- it caused me, don't get me wrong, it caused me a great deal of stress, but I did it. And, <laughs> and I just loved working with the people that I loved working with my clients so much it was a one-on-one professional client exchange and I just loved it so much and I noticed that like a lot of business and marketing didn't have to be spammy or scammy or uncomfortable really just a way of connecting you know people who need something with a service provider who's offering it and just connecting those dots so then I just started learning everything I could about product launches and strategy and the customer journey and user flow and copywriting and just really everything about brand strategy, business and marketing. And then at one point I was taking this course, I believe it was when I was ta- I took um, Jeff Walker's product launch formula, which is fantastic by the way. And it not only teaches about product launches, but You know, about just like online sales and marketing and email and just put brand positioning everything about that. And as part of a mastermind group, I got to work on someone else's launch, and it was just the best thing ever. It was so much fun to work on optimizing this person's launch from an objective place. I got to take a break from having to work on my own brand for a while um, and really be able to see things from that fully objective bird's eye view, I just loved it. So then I started working more with, I worked on the digital marketing team at iPad coaching for three years. So I was like, I think I'd like to do this full time, like objectively working on someone else's brand and had some really cool successes there. And so now I work for myself and I work with people individually. And of course I do some work building my own brand. Um, I have my own website and, you know, building my own email list and things like that, but mostly focused on helping other people grow and shine and succeed. So.
0: (laughs) I love it. And I know that's what we were talking about earlier too, of just really focusing in on your clients and creating these win-win situations for them, but also really being objective to what the brand looks like and how to move forward. Because I think that's a really important aspect because when you're in it, you're really attached to the outcome, but when you can see it from a bird's eye view, can you explain that a little bit more what that looks like when you're working with clients?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a specific example of, a, of some client work I was doing um, this morning before coming on this podcast. I'll keep this completely anonymous because this is a new client that, you know, we're not very far into the work and I definitely don't have a case that he developed. But this person is really I I specifically work with people who are passionate about, you know, creating like empowered change in the world and really impacting people's lives in a positive way. And, and they just have a great deal of passion for what they do. I love using my skills for you know what I consider to be good. Um, so that's what that's what I focus on exclusively. And this person is this business owner, has an online course and is really passionate about helping people make a change and wants to position the course at about a $1,000. And which is perfect. Um, Courses range in price hugely. And so I'm like, great, $1,000 would do this. And I started to do the competitor research and I'm seeing that people are offering a whole lot more for a whole lot less and their brand is really beautifully developed. And so as I'm gathering this information, I want to have a, you know, brand positioning is so important because it's it's such an important part of the work I do and such an important part of people's success in terms of making sure that certainly there's space for everybody, but making sure that their uniqueness is able to, their, is able to shine. Um, and so when someone's looking at a whole bunch of different products in the marketplace, you know, the right people can say, like, oh my gosh, I want to work with that person. That one's for me. And it can be anywhere along the pricing gamut, it can be anywhere along the spectrum, but it's just their uniqueness is highlighted. I want to have a conversation with this business owner about how can we either add more value to the product that they have so that we can reach that price point and people can be really excited about that and still feel that they've gotten extra value for what they've invested in or can we adjust the price in a way that still fits their business model? You know, the business owner is just like unbridled out of the gate passion. Um, And and I always want to highlight that and nurture that and expand that. And at the same time, it's important for me to like see around some corners and say, okay, this is something that's important for us to look at as we put this out into the marketplace
0: absolutely. And I think that's really important because you look at competitors and you see things that maybe as a business owner, we don't see because you can see it from a brand perspective, marketing strategies, all the other aspects too, and really looking at the owner, the business owner's vision and seeing where they want to go with it. And how do you approach understanding that vision and incorporating it into the marketing strategies? Can you share a successful collaboration that you've had in the past or recently with the client? Absolutely.
1: So I'll share about it first conceptually and then see if an example comes to mind. So with almost every client I work with, um, I talk with them about what they're really looking to create. And I'm so Mm -hmm. passionate about honoring their uniqueness and the lifestyle that they want to have, because some business owners want a lot of balance and time freedom and Mm They want to have a business where they can have maybe a couple clients, maybe one product, one product on the back end, like an online course and have a really simple business model. And then there are other people who want like the book, the podcast, the, the magazine cover The they want, like every like mastermind teaching course, everything under the sun and the, they're both perfect. And some people want like everything in between. So it's really important for me to know What do they want to create? What's their version of success and where are we headed? So when they get there, they're actually really happy and fulfilled and passionate and not just on the hamster wheel of chasing like bigger, faster, more. And so, yeah, I always just talk with them about, you know, where their business has been, where it is now, what's working, what's not, and where they're really passionate about going. And then the other really important piece to connect to that is understanding who they want to work with. This is something that is so easy to overlook again, because as business owners, we can be so passionate about sharing our knowledge and sharing our solutions and sharing just, just everything we want to share. What's really also important is that we are aware who we are sharing that with and making sure that it's somebody who we want to work with and knowing that person inside and out so that we understand what they're wanting and we can respond to that accordingly. And when that happens, that is like the golden ticket. That is like just from what I've seen, the people who do this well, who want to dominate an industry are dominating any given industry. One of my jobs beyond that is stitching those things together in terms of like, what are this ideal client's top desires? What are the fears that we want to reduce that we want to help them with? And what is the business owner passionate about solving? And then that intersection, we connect the dots so that can
0: exist in the marketing. I love that. And it's like, you talk a lot about a win-win situation for the business owner and you as well, and their ideal clients. But as a business coach and a marketing strategist, what are some of the key principles and strategies that you use to create those win-win situations? And how do you ensure the marketing funnels and other offer and the offers that they're doing are aligned with the values and the mission of their business? Oh, that's such a great question. So in terms of funnels,
1: you know, what I always recommend is that a, a funnel it can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be. And really it's just a way to connect the dots between what the ideal client wants and I'd say needs, but we always connect to what they want more than anything in the marketing and the business owner can provide. So it's always built based on those two things. So in terms of if we know that, A client wants a solution that we can solve in an online course, then the funnel might look like an email opt-in, and then we might, you know, send some messages of value, and then we might send the offer or create a launch list to launch the offer later. So the funnel is always just a way to connect the dots in terms of the two things. And I really always err on the side of keeping it simpler rather than more complex, because it's something you have to nurture and keep up and um, deal with the tech issues when things break. And so like, why not keep it simpler and more powerful if you can? And it's really just a way of connecting the dots and automating parts of the conversation.
0: You're right. There's the easy marketing funnels, and then there's more complex, just like what you're talking about. Some people want a simple business model where it's just a couple clients and they have something on the back end that's more passive versus being everywhere, everything. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Being able to understand too where their vision is, what's aligning with them and also matching it with their lifestyle too to have sustainability in long-term. And I'm really curious... What ways do you prioritize having that long-term growth in your approach to business development? Any insights that you can provide around that? Yeah, so I think this connects back to something you are um, that you brought up before about how do I
1: align values, mm-hmm. and I can give an example of that. This person came to work with me and they said, "I absolutely hate marketing," and I was like, "Okay, um, <laughs> all right, all right. Like, <laughs> where do you want to start?" And as we talked further, the reason that she hated marketing is because the last person she worked with was very, very insistent on her being online. And this person had a very strong value of wanting to connect to people in person. And -hmm. she didn't really like social media that much. She didn't want to spend that much time on social media. She didn't really like the companies that were running social media. She didn't really like what they were doing to society. And so it just became this like grinding of the gears with this other person like of course she hated the process yeah. and so so i was like okay what if we what if we didn't use online as much or what if we use social what if we didn't use social what if you connected with people by being a guest speaker to workshops in yoga studios. And she was like, oh my God, I love that. (laughs) And then she started to get her spark back and she started to be excited again. And she was like, yeah, I actually really wanna do that. And she was like, maybe I can use some social. And I was like, you don't have to. And she's like, no, I'm okay with it as long as I know what to do and I'm using it sparingly and I don't have to be on it all day. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be okay with it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's keep that as a tool in our, let's keep that as an option. Um, So then we create a business structure and a marketing plan that really fit with her values and her goals. And I think back to the question you asked of how do I look at business development in terms of sustainability? Mm -hmm. And I'm really passionate about helping people market their business and share it with others in a way that they feel passionate about or pretty good about. So there, I believe there are just a million ways to be successful. And so why not choose the paths that we find most exciting and effortless and joyful. And that is what makes it really easy to sustain long into the future.
0: I I believe it. And just even what you were saying to the client, not really liking marketing and saying she hates it. And it was the experience. And I think a lot of people, just from what I've heard from other entrepreneurs and like friend groups that are in this world as well, where it's not that they hate it. It's just a matter of the direction to go because it can be confusing if you've never been exposed to it based off of your experience in the beginning, even before you start your own business, having to get your own clients in that role and having to do all these things and get really creative but you had the ground or the running ground or what do you call it? I don't know. The ground to run, <laughs> uh, to be able to understand what is my next step and being able to build that. And I think when we change the conversation around what aligns versus this is what you have to do. You have to be on social media. Like I've heard that from so many different walks of life all over social media, of course. It's okay. like, well, you have to be here. You have to be there. But It's really the more you are aligned with that mission, the more things start to unravel in the way that you want them to versus the other direction, because just like that client, she's more open to doing social media if it was used sparingly and focused on what made sense, but the direction and how you approached it made all the difference too, because everybody's unique. And that's what we were kind of talking about earlier. It's really understanding everybody is unique. There is a space for everybody, but I want to touch on something first and foremost is about skillfully listening to the needs and desires of the business ideal clients. Mm-hmm. Can you share any techniques or examples of how you translate this to understanding effective marketing strategies and offers? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but if we can dive a little bit deeper into it.
1: Absolutely. So, once you become good at this or, you know, have someone help you become good at it, um it it just makes everything so much easier um mm-hmm. in terms of again, you really just listen and for people, what people want and need and what they're craving. And then if it aligns to your business, you make it and you share it with them and then everybody wins. So um, I definitely do this for clients. It's one of my favorite things, doing voice of customer research. Um, One of the ways that I go about it, I'm not the one to develop this, but I'm a huge fan, Amazon review mining. And Mm -hmm. so the way this works is say you, let let me think of an example. I don't know. Give me like a business industry to <laughs> like um, a type of book or like an industry or like a type of course.
0: Um, I would say the wedding industry. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Okay. So someone's wanting to make an online course about weddings, something in the wedding industry. So I would look up a book having to do with that specific thing in the wedding industry on Amazon. Yeah. And I would look for something that has a lot of reviews and or at least a good amount of reviews. And I would look through and I'm basically I'm not looking at the book description. I'm not looking at the title. And I mean, I'm glancing at it to make sure I'm in the right place. But I'm really interested in the reviews and what people are saying about the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so people might say, I really, I really didn't like this book. It was way too simple. I need more details on such and such and such. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm immediately Noting, I'm immediately putting that in my research document. Then someone else might say, I love this book because it made me feel X, Y, and Z.
0: I left
1: having the confidence, the such and such, and the such and such. Anything emotionally driven goes into my research document. Anything story based um, goes into my research document where it's sort of telling a little story, where it's like, I can envision myself walking down the aisle or I can feel my feet in those shoes or whatever it is, like those little elements of story, those go in my research document. And these are the building blocks of conversion-focused copy because what we want is for our ideal client. Yes, the business is ours and we're sharing a service, but we really want our ideal clients to see themselves reflected on the page and to say, like, oh my gosh, this person really understands me. And so from the understanding I gain from the Amazon review mining, I use concepts of conversion focused copy, which I've learned through Jeff Walker, through um, copy hackers, through HubSpot, uh HubSpot as much for copy, mostly Jeff Walker and Joanna Weeb practice. I weave uh, conversion focused copy principles to write web pages, landing pages, emails, to just have this discussion with this ideal client in terms of engaging them to continue taking the next step in a person's business. So that's how that all comes together. The other places that people can listen for things are just out in the world, if, if you're at a coffee shop and someone is talking about their wedding, like time to like scoot over. And, <laughs> and, like, you no know, like, not to be weird, but people are now like listening for like, every single word and taking their words verbatim is best because you want to really reflect the way they're saying something with integrity. Of course, if it's something that you can actually hold space for, respond to, have a solution for, you really want their own words in terms of how they're looking for it. And then it helps you tweak and tailor your programs, your emails, your landing pages, your website, your value proposition, literally everything you make.
0: Absolutely. And it makes so much sense too, because you're getting it right from what they're saying, because there's going to be more people that are experiencing that same feeling. I mean, we all experience feelings, exactly. but the way we feel it is different. But being able to take those words, they're more relatable versus like what you were thinking of, because it might not connect. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's been my struggle. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you pointed that out because
1: yes, it's a matter of like looking through these things and seeing the trends. And seeing, okay. oh, people keep saying this type of thing and they keep saying it in this type of way. So those are the things you really want to focus on, hone in on, that becomes the copy of the courses, the landing pages, the emails. Yeah, and the flip side of uh, what you're saying there is like without this, you know, it, it is... Work to do, but it's so much more exhausting. I'll tell you from experience, it's so much more exhausting doing it the other way, where like you either sit in a room by yourself or with colleagues or with you know anybody else and saying what could I offer these people, what might they want, and you're basically trying to like mind read, and unless you, some people are psychic, they are, and unless you're psychic, like you know. um It's just a really uphill battle because people will like guess they'll make all these materials, this whole marketing funnel, they'll write everything out. They'll design everything. They'll try to find this audience. They'll market their business. They'll do this whole thing and nothing will happen. And they repeat the same thing again and again. And it is just a major uphill battle. So if, you know, if you can listen skillfully for what people are really experiencing and wanting and then respond to that so much easier.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of time and heartache. <laughs> yes. Yes. Been there, been there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, I know that you work with a lot of heart centered solopreneurs as well, because I know part of that is just this heart passion mission that they are focused on What are some of the common challenges that you experience with those kinds of brands or faces when it comes to marketing? How do you help them overcome those challenges and navigate the marketing landscape in a way that feels authentic to them, but also their brand and their clients?
1: Hmm, That's a great question. Um, So, their top challenges, let me think about that. I think they're, they're, a lot of the people I work with, they they know that they're not an expert in marketing, um, which helps because I think that, you know, the work, the work yeah. goes really seamlessly when they're like, great, I'm really solid here and I'm not solid here. And like, I, you know, and, they, and, you know, yeah. we focus on our strengths and we build other people to help us within our gaps because it's really tough to be good at literally everything. So um <laughs> Yeah, So I think their challenges are pretty well known in that regard. And they're asking for help, filling in those gaps, putting the pieces together, um, just lining everything up in a way that's going to be effective um, and working from that place of um, I don't know if we were saying this uh, before hopping on or if we touched on it. Uh, while we were live, but um, the gift of objectivity is just so huge. <laughs> They're like, I need someone to like, I need someone who's yes, experienced in this, but also someone who can just like see the big picture um, and be an advisor and help me just see the details and keep things rolling in an effective way. Um, I think one of the things that some people can struggle with a little bit is um, sometimes when I've put new web pages out for a brand that either hasn't updated in a while or hasn't had an online presence in a while. We really take uh, like all of their brilliance and just put it right at the forefront. (laughs) It can be like a little confronting. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) sometimes people hit this like fear wall when we start to do things a little bit differently than they have done in the past. Um, Even if what they were doing in the past wasn't working, even if we've discussed the direction we're headed, even if they're excited about it, even if they're ready, even if they've said yes, I'm excited, um, sometimes fears can crop up. And so um, this and it's, oh my gosh, it's so natural and so normal. I mean the process of being a business and entrepreneurship is such an inner journey as well. if you know, if people choose to acknowledge or, you know accept or, um, take that route, but there's so much about ourselves that can evolve and come through in this process. Um, so I always, um, if people are open to it, you know, I'm a certified professional coach. So I try to help people through some of the, um, you know, I'm not trained to go deep into trauma or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I, you know, I can help people with sort of some of the surfacey things. And, yeah hold a powerful space and be there for them in that way. But I'm always a huge advocate for anyone who wants to bring in other resources or any kind of healing or any kind of therapy. Um, it can only enhance the process.
0: Absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing that too, because I think part of it is, can be. it's really difficult to let go of this idea we had for our business and just hand it over. But I think Also, it's really comforting knowing like when you do hand it over it, you're with an expert that has been doing it, that has a lot of success and being able to have the objective aspect of it too, because you can be attached to something, but it's not working. There's a reason like you're looking for help outside because you can't do it all. We can't be good at everything. I know for a fact, I'm not good at everything. There's some things that I'm like, yes, that's my thing. Being type A, yes, that's me. But (laughs) like when it comes to marketing, no, I've had to hire out to recreate my brand and make it more make more sense because I do so many different things but I think when it really comes down to it it's understanding you can be very heart-centered you can be really good in that area you can be good in other areas but when it comes to maybe that you are not good at marketing that's okay it's like admitting is the first step, <laughs> you know, like I'm the first one to admit that is not my wheelhouse, <laughs> but being able to have somebody like yourself that can see it from an objective place where it can only enhance the process and make things better for you. So then you don't have to worry about that. It's just one less thing on your plate when you're working with clients and doing different things. But I think branding and marketing are so important in order to get your message out there, because what you're doing matters no matter what industry we're in, no matter what kind of business it is, just being able to understand that once we have that marketing strategy to get it out there and just upgrading things, making it a little bit better than it was before. And I feel like it's just a little makeover, (laughs) you know? Definitely. And,
1: you know, as you're speaking, like the, you know, the gears are turning and, um, you know, it makes me think of like just different clients that, that I work with, or that I've worked with, and mm-hmm. how everybody is unique, and I love working with people in their uniqueness, you know, and some people are really, like, truly, truly beginners, and I just boil it, like, right down to the basics, right where they are, and um, yeah. the things that they can handle, and the things that work with their budget, and the things that, and I, I love meeting people where they are, and just going from there, and then there are other people who, There's one client I worked with who, um, really great with business, like so good with business that he didn't even need his website. He didn't need a website. Like he's built multiple businesses with like no website, lots of people like this. And he was like, I just feel like maybe I could have an online presence for this new thing I want to build. And can you help me just say what I'm trying to say? And, um, and so, and so then that we just sort of put that together and um, he's good and he's rolling, you know. And so um I I love just tailoring things to what people need and meeting them where they are and you know, really going at the pace that they want to go. And then like when a fear crops up being like, Okay, okay, let's pause. Let's okay, I'm like, what ha- <laughs> how are you? What's happening?
0: You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> And I love that you have that background too of coaching as well, because you can really work through those fears that somebody's experiencing of letting go or shifting things. But I think you said something really important there of just meeting people where they're at as well, like boiling it down to like, maybe they're not ready for like step 20, but they're on step two (laughs) and that's okay. And like, I love that you like, and from what I've heard, what I've seen, you really walk with your clients as well. In that process so they understand what's coming next they're not like oh my god this is too big it's like well it might be too big in the beginning <laughs> you know the changes the changes are sometimes difficult <laughs> transitions but being able to just really hear them out and seeing where they're at but also being able to see it from a different perspective and bring that in very lightly where it makes sense and they're okay with those changes but i do notice something because i feel like a lot of people really focus on the social media presence, but you really focus on outside of the social media. I like think you have a really unique approach to it because just from the clients you've um shared about too, and I know you have clients that are on social media as well, but I love that it's so unique. And I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, you need a website, you need this, you need that. But in hindsight, like from, I just started a recruiting business a few months ago, and a lot of that has been word of mouth. I have not once promoted it and talked about it a little bit on here, but I haven't really put it on my website, like my website's a work in progress. (laughs) But I think when you're doing something that you're passionate about and that's making a difference, you don't always need that social media presence. And I I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are like, well, I need A, B, C, and D before I can even start my business. But from the clients you've shared about, they didn't even have it and they're doing so well. And I think it's just something to point out because there's no right or wrong way of doing things. And we kind of touched on it already a little bit. But it's just really being who you are, showing up as in the world of who you are and knowing there's space for you as well.
1: Absolutely. And one thing that I really, um, yeah, two things I want to share. One is that, you know, in building my own business lately, it's I have been finding people word of mouth too. And just like in different places, like in different forums, like you and I met in a forum, like, yeah. and so I just like, I just see these things that sort of pop up and um, I connect with the things that feel right. And I just, I've had such a hard time, um, like working on my own brand and my own stuff, because it's a great, it's a great like problem. Cause like, I, I just keep finding people organically. So yeah, um, But so, yeah, I think that's sort of what happens when people are aligned to their own values and they're working in a way that works for them. And another piece of this that I really wanna share is that, you know, once I started working on my brand more and being on social a little bit more and, um, I've been pursuing more media features. Um, I'm kind of an introvert extrovert. And that was like a, just a real introverty way for me to like, like build authority without having to like, you know, be on a stage or anything. Um, and so, um, like just pursuing a lot of that. And, um, so that sort of got, um, the algorithm finding me in terms of now I have all these different ads for like, build your email list and do your launch and do all this, which is stuff that I offer. And so I'm just, I'm seeing all the other stuff that's out there and it is confusing as hell. Like it is like, I'm like, no wonder people are just totally paralyzed sometimes of like, Mm -hmm. what on earth am I supposed to be doing? Because there's no one right way, but, there's like best practices, there's data you can work with, but there's no one right way. And all these different people on social are passionate about different things. And so one person is saying like LinkedIn is dead. Someone else is saying email is dead. Someone else is saying like, don't share value. Someone else is saying you have to share tons of value or nobody's going to care about you. And so I wish, I wish there was a way that I could tell people just like, how to make their business work for them, period, but it's really hard. So the best I can say is that I love working with people from that objective place, from experience, to hear what they're wanting to create, to hear the types of clients or customers they're looking to work with and help them carve that path through the noise so that they can create the business foundation, the business structure, the pricing, the everything, you know, the way they want it. And then really in terms of marketing, I encourage people, this is one thing I can say pretty concretely is once, you know, your ideal client, just one real easy way to hack this is to look at all the different places your ideal client is hanging out. Um, So maybe that's like reading a specific magazine or listening to a certain podcast or, um going to a specific yoga workshop or going to a specific live event or whatever that is and considering the places that you would also have a lot of fun being and pick like two and (laughs) or or more like if you know if you like picking more but I think you know for a lot of people starting um keeping things concise and starting somewhere and doing like one or two channels really well to start can serve a lot of people really well and just pick that one or two where your ideal clients are hanging out, share a ton of value, share a way for them to connect with you next. And then just
0: keep, you know, following the things that come. (laughs) Yes. I, I love that because I think too, it goes back to working what's best for each individual, each individual Person, because I was going to ask you, how do you stay up to date with the marketing trends? But you kind of already touched on that of it's what works best for each business. There is no right or wrong way because it can be really confusing when you see all these different trends of like LinkedIn's dead, but so is email marketing. And you have to be on this platform, but you have to be on that one too. And it's like, but I don't want to be on that one. And my business doesn't really serve that type of platform based off of what my product or service is. And I think that's really important to touch on. And it just goes back to, there is no right or wrong way. And I'll probably say that till I'm blue in the face because I do believe that. I truly believe that because we're all unique and we all have something special to offer the world. And how we offer it is different too. We could have similarities, but at the end of the day, it's gonna be completely different based off of our experiences, our reasons for even starting the business. And I'm so curious, what was your drive to initially even start your business?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um My initial drive to start my business, I think, so I'm someone who's really intuitive and I've definitely had like a really winding path. Um, You know, anyone who wants to see a resume of like, Enormous company for you know ten years. Uh, Like it's not going to be me. Um, I (laughs) thought you were going to say it was going to be. I was like, you're looking in in the wrong place. Um, And so I have like the great wisdom of being like you know going on this journey of like trying to figure out what my ideal career is and where my place is and what fits and what makes sense. Um, I think that's part of my passion also for wanting to help people. So there's a ton of value in that, but there's also a huge passion for just helping people like, let's just make this like, not as hard, you know, Um, let me help you like shortcut this whole thing. Um, And um, so I think, you know, just in my own personal growth, I've gotten really good at listening. I've always been very intuitive, but I've gotten even better at listening to my own inner knowing. Um, So I really follow my intuition in terms of knowing where to go. And so um, years back, my intuition, you know, brought me to work for IPEC and I was absolutely perfect. And I was there for three years and that's how I became a certified professional coach. And um, it is through them. And then, um, you know, after that, there was like the pandemic and there was just, I think everybody had a lot of time to really sit and think, time and chaos you know sort of like um to really reflect on like (laughs) what's working and what's not working in our lives and um so i think from i got a lot of insights from that time and um and there was one there was actually one point um sort of coming out of the time of the pandemic i took a little bit of a break during that time and i was coming out of that and I read I was like you know let me just see if like if I can connect to some people and um I'll be super authentic I have um clients on Upwork and clients outside of Upwork it's a mix of both um some people are like oh you can't have a real business on Upwork but again it's a tool and it's a platform and working Mm -hmm. with that like part of my time works really well for me and the fact that the way that I've positioned my business and the types of companies I've reached out to. I've met fantastic people on that platform. So, um, yeah, again, just like doing things that work for you, the way that work for you. Um, and so initially I reached out to a whole bunch of people on Upwork. I was like, let me try to put my portfolio together. Um, it was like a version behind this website. Let me try to put this together again to the standard that I make for other clients, like, let me try to really, like, make this as solid as I know it can be, um, which for every creative is, like, kind of difficult, and um, so I put this together, I tried to put the highlights at the top, I tried to highlight metrics, and I tried to really um, just make it as solid as I could, and I reached out to a whole bunch of people, and this, like, Tidal wave of like projects came flooding back to me and I was like oh my god oh my god like best problem ever like yeah. what do you do? Um, and, uh, and so and so um I just met these like really amazing people and then I would see like in forums, like, you know, in a copywriter forum, I'm part of, he would be like, Hey, can someone write my launch? And I'm like, yes, I can. And, so, and then I got like a little overbooked and I had to find balance and figure out how to, who to say yes to and who to, you know, put on a say, maybe later, or just figure out like where to put everybody, um, which again, was just the best problem on earth. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I, and then I just kept going with it. Cause I really, enjoyed it um and so
0: yeah (laughs) I love it it just it really unfolded the way it was supposed to and it's a really good problem to have where you just have business coming in left and right but being able to realize too like setting those boundaries of, okay, this person I'll take on right now, but this one maybe later, but organizing that and just figuring out what was right in that moment and moving through it as well. <laughs> but it's definitely a great problem to have, I think. And so I'm curious what, because you mentioned a couple tools, but what are some of the tools that you have used in this process of building your business? I know you mentioned Upwork, but any like softwares or anything else that you have been, that have been very beneficial for you in growing your business?
1: yeah, definitely. So, um, I think this is actually really helpful to share because I'm really strong with um, business coaching, brand strategy, and copywriting. I am not as strong with the technical aspect of things. so, I'm always so thrilled when I work with a client and they have a technical person on the team, um, that just like makes my heart sing. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> cause there are people who are really good at that and I love being in their orbit. Um, so for me in my business, um, My backend systems are pretty simple. Um, I like it that way. That is one of my values and one of the ways that I like to work and keeping things as simple and powerful as I can. Um, So basically for me, I choose the least amount of tech um, and I choose what's easiest for me. And I really focus on the backend user experience. So I like things... The trend towards great built-in design, a great user experience, things like that, um, but also for you know the functionality of what I need. So my website is built on Squarespace. Um, I'm a big fan. I I want to caveat all this with once I come across. A tech solution that I like, I stop looking because it's like not my it's not my passion or my interest. So it's like once something's worked. So I'm not someone who has vetted everything out there, um, but I can share like the favorite that I've stumbled on. So I really do like Squarespace. Um, I think their templates are really easy to use. I think even their upgrades over the years have gotten even easier to be able to put an image in and they give, I I like that they give templates. um, So things look pretty good. Like I definitely have um, built that in a way of like good is good enough. And sometimes good is good enough is a conscious choice um, that it's really serving my needs the way it is. So I use Squarespace, I I use the templates and I like it. Um, They also have uh, where you can pick, like, they also help you pick colors. It's never going to be the same as working with a professional designer, but, um, it's a great guide in terms of, I believe if you pick like one color, it'll show you a couple of others that are complimentary and then just fill it through the whole site. Um, so I really appreciate that. And I just, I've found it, um, I'm looking at my, I have a second monitor. I'm looking at it. I do too. I do too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How we function. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so, yeah, I've just, I've been really happy with that. The other, let's see, the other system, um, I do have a favorite email marketing platform. Mm -hmm. I adore email marketing. It's one of my favorite mediums. um, And I love ConvertKit for that. I do believe there are probably a good amount of nice solutions out there, some of which I have not tried. I don't really need a very robust um, system. So I haven't really tried um, the, you know, I haven't tried Kajabi or some of the others out there that are like quite robust and have a ton of functionality. For me, I want it, I need something that is um, on the simple side, but also has a lot of functionality for just understanding the data and has a good user experience on the back end. So um, ConvertKit is my top favorite. It's what I use. It's what I tend to recommend to like most smaller businesses. Even larger businesses can use it. They might need to integrate it with something else if they're offering like a course or something. But um, I find it to be very easy to use and or pretty simple to like work up the learning curve. There's a little learning curve, but it's very workable. And then once I got to know it, um, I just love it. Like everything to me just works really seamlessly. It works really intuitively. Um, and they just get email marketing. Like I, you know, they just, they autofill the preview text unless you put something else. Like I just, they just, they just get it and it's easy to use. So huge fan of ConvertKit. The other tech I use is, um, so this is a little messy. I started using HoneyBook where, um, uh, scheduling discovery sessions, scheduling client calls and invoicing anything I have outside of Upwork. Um, I do have uh, a number of clients outside the U.S. Um, I have a Canadian client who's traveling in Bali for the winter. Um, i a client in Australia. They were on upworks so that wasn't a big deal. But um, so sometimes with clients outside the U.S. or just people in general, they have a preference of which platform they'd like to pay me through. So yeah. I have like HoneyBook, but then someone requested <laughs> PayPal. So I use PayPal. I also have Stripe. Um, so it's a little messy on the back end, but it's really not a big deal. If someone wants to, you know, send over a payment in a different way, it's not a big deal to me. Um, so I think those are the main ones. There's probably another, there's probably something else in the mix that I'm forgetting, but definitely I love Squarespace, ConvertKit. I have enjoyed using HoneyBook. Um, Yeah, they've been good. (laughs)
0: No, I love the variety too, because I mean, people are from all over the world and just different tactics and things just to be aware of. Because some of them, I always learn something new. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of honey books. Like I've heard of it, but I didn't even like put two and two together. So it's we're constantly like learning, I think. And that's the beautiful part of all the tools that we do utilize when it comes to building a business and the things that aren't so glamorous, but we need to have in place. (laughs) And I'm really curious, because I know you've worked with a lot of different types of entrepreneurs, but what advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs or business owners who want to create a respectful and sustainable growth in their business? And what are some of the practical steps they can take to make sure they're aligned with their marketing efforts, but also their values, too?
1: Hmm. So- can you repeat the first part of that? Because I think there was something important that I wanted. So it's such a yeah. question.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs or business owners who want to create a respectful and sustainable growth in their business? And what are some of the steps they can take? Okay.
1: So the first thing I would say that people tried to tell me, but I ignored it anyway, <laughs> was that like the it, the process just takes time. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things to learn um, and get right all at the same time, even if you're just putting the basics in place. So I would really encourage people to, um, have a strong foundation as they're building and they're learning and they're growing and also have a space for them to dedicate to their business. And that is not always the easiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody's different. Everybody does it in a different way. Whether you have like a full-time job and you're building on the side, that definitely requires that you can sort of do a lot of work in a day, which is not for everybody or potentially a part-time job and building your business. Um, But then you have to be able to live on the income of a part-time job. So it really depends, but just having the awareness that for most people building a business takes time. I will caveat that with, um, through doing a, a workshop series with another brand I've seen um, how different entrepreneurs have been successful over time, and what has set people apart um, in being able to grow faster. And sometimes, so some of the qualities I've noticed from that the people who grow and can, and can, okay, this one's not about speed, but the people who grow and definitely become successful are the people who decide that they're going to, like, yeah, period. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and they, work through every challenge. They step over every roadblock. They learn what they need to learn. They look at themselves. They do the outer work. They do the inner work. They work on something. If it's broken, They if they build something wrong, they scrap it, they build it again. They are like relentless in being successful. And so the people who decide they're going to, and then they they do it. Um, The people who can do that with more speed, I have noticed, Are people who potentially have some of the skill sets already? So maybe they've worked in some way in business before, um, or they have some marketing skills, or maybe they have some writing skills, or maybe they have some technical skills. Like they have some, they have at least some of the skill sets that are necessary, or financial skills, or accounting skills, anything like that. Um, That helps them have less to learn and move forward faster. Um, also the people who are just willing to just learn overnight. Like, you know, then the people who are successful and they're successful quickly are the people who just grind like And this is probably like 1% of the population where they're just like, you know, they build the program, they make 20 grand their you know, first three months or whatever. Right, right. Um, and so those personalities tend to do well. Um, So, I would say just like understand it's going to be a process. It can go faster if someone has, like I said, it can go faster if someone has some of the skill sets already. And just commit to a big learning and growth process and be really curious about, you know, what you know and what you don't know and just evolving as you go. Because inherently, I think the other message that I think is really important for people to know is that. Being in business for yourself, and I'm sure you can relate, it it gives a person a ton of room for passion, a ton of room for creativity, a ton of room for um, building what you want, building a lifestyle you want, all those amazing freedoms. Um, You can grow your income probably higher than you can with a full-time job. Um, And the caveats are that there's no guarantees like, and it's just full of unknowns. And so even if you're working with a professional, like a really good professional, not everything works every single time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> uh, it's just the truth. And like, I, some, some people get it, some people like don't wanna hear it, um, but it's like, I think the more that people can accept that and accept the unknowns and, build as much foundation under them as possible to mitigate those risks, the best off they'll be. Um, And just understand that, you know, marketing and business is a process of so many people teach this. Jeff Walker teaches this, so many other people. It is inherently a process of testing and iteration. So whatever you put out, you put your absolute best product out, absolute best foundation out, absolute best positioning out there. And then uh, your market tells you how well you did. <laughs> and yeah. and it's, that. It's, it's like super humbling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and then you get feedback and you test and learn and grow from there. And I I think the people who can really accept that, that process and like learn to love that process Mm-hmm. The best. It's even the people who've been in business, like 20, 30 years, who are extremely successful, who say like, oh, that product didn't work the way I, thought I would like, you know, we need to either tweak something or the title is off
0: or, you know. And it's constantly evolving, right, too. Yeah. It's not getting stuck in one way because we're evolving with the times and everything else. And there's going to be trends, but it's Evolving from where you started till now. Even successful business owners that have been business for 30 years, there's still that element of authenticity to their brand, but they've just like elevated it a little bit each time. You know, that's what I yeah.
1: And I think, and it's even funny you talk about elevating because um it makes me think again of uh Jeff Walker. And you know, I remember him saying that um at one point he started evolving to the point where he was like coming on video being really polished and in like really polished clothes and really polished stuff and people started to lose touch with him and Mm -hmm. they it people didn't yeah I forget exactly what it was but he wasn't like as relatable or like it just it didn't really fit with his specific brand and so then he went back to being like in the t-shirt like on his you know, back porch, like talking about how he was like on the river for a week at a time or whatever. And like every, and everyone was like, yeah, you know? <laughs> it's, it's like, it, it's again, being like really true to yourself, being really true to your audience that would never work for someone in like corporate finance. Um, so it's, it, you know, who you are, who your business is and who your clients are really, really matters. Um, and, um, uh, I forget where we started.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think, you know, it's just a really good point. It goes back to being authentic to who you are, to your brand and what makes sense too, and showing up as such. I just had a conversation with another entrepreneur a few weeks ago about that very thing of just how that individual shows up on all the platforms is how the individual shows up in like just everyday life too. And it's, seamless throughout that process like and we were talking about it because like I like to dress up I love it and I love wearing makeup I love wearing like jewelry and all that stuff and that's authentic to my brand are there moments where I'm like always in workout clothes too yes but like I show both sides of that and I think that's what you were saying too with that individual as well like how he shows up like with being very polished when it was just like sitting on the porch but talking about the river like Just being real to you, because we all have different parts of ourselves, I think. But at the same time, when it comes to your brand and how you're showing up, it's part of a lifestyle too. When you're a business owner, it's a lifestyle. And that's what I think, like, just hearing what you're talking about and like looking at my own life and looking at all the individuals I've spoken to too. I love when people just show up as themselves, like because ultimately that's what's going to connect and be relatable because if it's too much of a disconnect, we were talking about that in the very beginning it's not going to align with what your your messaging is because there's something off that needs to be tweaked and that's why i think it's so important to have a business coach or a marketing strategist to really guide that where it makes sense and it feels right too because when it feels right that just like flows off the tongue like it's like oh okay <laughs> this is part of me <laughs> you know yeah absolutely
1: and to tweak those things as we go you know i do really believe in like if things are working just let them work um you know and make the refinements that are necessary as you go. And, um, you know, for me too, in everything is like a little consideration or a decision or, you know, it's like from, you know, the background I have to the t-shirt I have on to just how everything is presented. And, um, you know, even like coming on here today, speaking of the wardrobe thing, and I think this is so valuable for people because it's something that you know, they think about when they're going to be on a podcast or just out in the world or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we were saying, like, it is so important to keep just the brand in mind, what you're offering for your ideal client is. And then also just like I have been saying, having there be comfort and joy in the process. And so, um, so like your brilliance can shine through the best. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was coming on today, there are some times when I like being, um, sometimes when i like being really dressed up and i was gonna wear something nicer and like put on like dress pants and everything even though like you can't see my pants and um and i was like you know what if i do that like i'm gonna start sweating and i might feel just like overdressed and like it. i know that i'm gonna i've been overdressed in so many calls because in my industry like people dress like very casually and like the type of clients I work with. There have been a couple occasions where I'm like, I just feel so overdressed. And um <laughs> like and so I was like, you know what, I think I'm just gonna wear like a nice t-shirt that like goes through the background with like a gold necklace and like, you know, do my hair and um and really be presentable but comfortable so that I can focus on the conversation and not like my waistband or like
0: whatever's happening
1: (laughs) and, and, you know, be able to be real and, um, Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I love that. And I think it's it's so unique to each person too and you lo- need to feel comfortable. Like for me, like I'm not going to show up in sweats. Like I might yeah. have like sweatpants on right now. <laughs> You'll never know. Nobody knows. <laughs> but like at the same time too, it's a just
1: in the comments, does Dr. C have sweatpants on or, or not? comment.
0: Oh, <laughs> yes, please let me know. Please let me know. <laughs> I'm dying to find out. <laughs> Maybe I'll tell you all. But <laughs> but I think too, like even in my industry, like I had to be very covered up. Like I worked at an all boys Catholic high school, like when I was interning back in my early 20s. So it was always like covered. And that was like just part of the process. And I think what's so cool in the entrepreneurial world, you can wear whatever you want. Like when I'm doing stuff around solar, I'm not as dressed up. I'm in like a t-shirt and jeans. And like, if I'm going door to door, um, my fiance and I like, that's okay. Like that's part of that industry. And if I'm, sometimes I am dressed up, but then people look at me like you look like you're in college because I'm very short. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never know that either. But, (laughs) but I think it's going back to the whole point and it just, it's being on brand, like what feels comfortable, what feels right. Because that shines through like, I feel comfortable like this. I'm going to dress like this. Feeling comfortable wearing a t-shirt and jeans. Like that's comfortable. Like whatever works best. Because at the end of the day, there's no rule book. There's no way to do it. Like you get to decide that. And that's the beautiful thing of entrepreneurship by design even like the reason I came up with that title was solely because I feel like there is so much we can design and create and you could be in the same exact industry but how you go about it's different because it's unique to you and what you have to offer and I've been so enjoying this conversation but where can people find you use your services we're going to link everything below but if you could let us know too Absolutely. So
1: while well, as we talked about, everything is always an evolution. So I was talking with you, like just updated my website like a month ago, and you know, we'll probably be evolving in what I'm offering. So I will give you the main place to go and check out my stuff at susanreilly.com. Um, I have a lot of E's and I's in my last name, so make sure to spell that properly <laughs> to find me. <laughs> and um I also have a um sort of a light social media presence on Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, Those icons are on my website too. So as things come about, um, you can check them out there as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Suzanne, for just being so transparent and such a light in this world of everything you're doing to really help business owners, especially heart-centered solopreneurs, find their messaging that aligns with them and making marketing a little bit easier to navigate versus everything else that's out there, but I know it's so helpful. Everything that all the insights you gave us today, I appreciate it. I'm sure everybody listening does as well, but I just so appreciate you coming on and sharing your wealth of knowledge with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Suzanne today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we will see you on the next episode.